Yo. I see my name up in life. Go hard or go home. No slacking in my sector. Just forget about the fortune. Forget about the fame. Speak your truth and let that be the reason Can they you remember your the name. It's March 23rd, and you know what that means. Another year, another anniversary for Max Wrestling. This is your captain speaking, along with El Jefe, Moses Marquez, as we celebrate eight years yesterday of the Max Wrestling Podcast. We are on our final stop before next week's two-night epic event, Promo Mania 8. Damn right. So coming up tonight, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus The Uso has finally been made official. I called it. El Hijo del Vencingo finally arrives to the U.S. in AEW form, and we talk about why, uh, uh, him in pro wrestling this week. Andy Kaufman is going into the WWE Hall of Fame, and our first promo Mania movie parody has finally been revealed, and you're going to fucking love it. I, It's amazing. You're um, telling me, bud. You're before, telling me. <laughs> before we begin, hit that subscribe button on YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you may be listening. And don't forget to visit maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com for all your Max Wrestling needs. All your Max Wrestling needs. With that being said, let's jump into the headline this week. Goddamn Kevin Owens, same thing, baby. Yeah, um, I think any other year I'd be more excited. And I'm not saying I'm not excited for it. It's just, like I said last week, it's it's a consolation prize. We said it, um, baby. Sammy should still be in a title picture. Fuck. Mm. Fu- it's as simple as that. They shot themselves in the foot by. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They, 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 they McMahon themselves in the foot. They McMahon themselves in the foot. Um, oh, you, you literally had lightning in a bottle with Sami Zayn and Roman, and you teased us by putting them against each other in Canada Canadian. in a title match in Canada. Um, and then just did everything possible to not squish his momentum, but crush it just a little bit, just so that he's not as over. Um, you dropped him as he was. He dropped the peg. Yeah, I mean he's still, and they're probably going to take that as well. We told you so, but no, it's because you've taken mm. him out of the title picture. When you remove the star from why he is a star and the aroma of the star, you're. Of course, we're going to give less of a shit. It happens. You can't take a dude and just be like, well, hey, because you lost and we're going to put you with your buddy. But we want you to be just as over as you was over here. How? You got me doing something that the people don't want me to do. So they're going to lose interest. It's not like I don't. Oh, hey, you know, I would love the idea of winning a tag title. You know, fucking Sami Zayn is probably saying to the people in the back. It's us. We want him. We feel he's deserving. He proved himself enough. To make this a triple threat. We said that we had the same reaction. WrestleMania 30. And what did you do? You said Daniel Bryan has to go through obstacle after obstacle. And he did. And then he crowned. And then. Ah! And it was one of the greatest moments. We still talk about it. You know yeah. what I mean? It was what set off the fucking WWE network. You know what I mean? It's. But but then again. This is why I'm saying they McMahon did. Because. 
if, if, if he, for some reason, wasn't in the building and was gone, and I know this is probably going to be some shit, and whoever the E-drones that listen to this are going to be like, man, but he was... Look at here. It would be way different. Okay? Maybe, just maybe, and I'm living in fantasy land right now, and allow me to do that. We have to. Papa H would be like, hey, I like this idea. Even if he ends up being the dude to take the fucking pen, the fact that you're in there, is it was would have been enough for us. Would have been enough for us. You could have very easily had an entire story about him winning, but there's no there would have been no qualms about it if he lost. Mm, yeah. I mean there probably would have been a couple. Um but I mean, yes, you would you have been sour? Absolutely. But then again, it, it it wouldn't have been about it would have been about him being given that opportunity, not about him winning it, about been him given the opportunity again because he lost. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I get that they've had plans in concrete for a while about Roman and Cody, and I'm not saying I'm not excited for Cody's story either. I'm I'm very invested in that. Um, but you've only got yourself to blame for telling this story so fucking perfectly, which now I don't really give a shit about the bloodline story. Not even because a little bit. it peaked with Sammy, and then you fucked it. Yeah, completely. You completely fucked it. And oh, now, like Cody's having to piece it. You know what I mean? He's having to piece yeah. what's left of it. And right now, we're just kind of biding our time for Cody to win the title, finish off the story, and whatever the hell's going on with Usos and Solo, whether they're going to turn on Roman. But you really had the opportunity to finish the story correctly mm. by tapping it off with Sami Zayn, getting one over on the bloodline, or not, blah, blah, on Roman. Uh, yeah. oh, it, and you still could have told your story with Cody. As we kept saying for weeks and weeks, Roman's got two fucking titles. Ooh. That's it. You split them. You make them a thing. You do the thing. And then, and then, then. But apparently, they want to get rid of the universal title. They don't want to get rid of the universal title. But they've been saying this for, what, like a little over, about a year, a little over a year? Yeah. And it's like, we, we've got nothing out of it. You know what I mean? Is Co- now is Cody the dude to change the belt? I mean, he you can bring up he did it with the IC title, and I get that. I really don't think the old man is going to be like, yeah, go go bring out the winged eagle, bud. I mean, I would mark the fuck out. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't you think he's I mean? bringing back an old title, but I would not be surprised if he introduces a new title. As long as it's not a giant W, then fine. Right. I mean, we're in the. The right time frame, um, when they la- they changed, they had the spinner belt in 05. Um, I think they changed it in 2013 with The Rock to the first giant scratch logo. With that, Champ. Then that changed a year later because they had the network logo. Yeah. And that's the one we've had ever since. So it's been like nine years that we've had this design. So I think it's time. They usually change it like every Five modern. to ten years. We just need a modern championship. Okay. AEW went bananas with theirs. Okay. Because their idea <laughs> was they wanted uh, a, a title that reminded you of lineage. And yeah. I believe that was um, the AWA style belt, I believe. I want to yeah, say AWA. I, I can see shades of AWA and the big gold kind of blended together. 
Yeah, there you go. But then it also has a giant AEW right in the middle, which again, hey, who you know, who could you blame? I mean, that reminds me of the the, the last TNA world title. There you go. Which was also reminiscent of the big gold belt. Yeah, it looked just like it, but it just said fucking TNA Impact Wrestling or whatever on there. It was like, God damn, that thing's huge. It was huge. I had one and I, I sold it. But, but it was what? huge. It huge. was huge. But um, as far as KO and Sammy goes, I mean, it's it's a good story and it, the story's written itself. They've been best friends for years. They feuded. They've teamed up. They feuded. They've teamed up. They've been fighting literally forever. Forever. And it's a nice moment to see them hug it out and finally reconnect. Um, and of, of course, we're going to pop when they win the tag team titles. Oh, like a son of a bitch. It's like just, it bitch. still feels like there's a little sting there that it's not bigger. It for, should for be Sammy. bigger. It should be bigger for Sammy. And that's, and, and, and that's what sucks. And you're a thousand. It's going to sting for a while, whether we like it or not. But I guess we got a consolation prize. Yeah, I guess, and, and we called this weeks ago. Exactly yeah. that. Consolation. We called that. Yeah, it's, it's a silver medal. When, when Sammy was way on course to win the gold. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit, but I guess it's not such a, a bullshit story. It's just second place bullshit. And also, it may main event night one instead of Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, which I don't know how I feel because, yes, Sammy's fucking over and... KO's over and the story that they've told is great. But I'm I've kind of become used to the women main event night one, the men main event night two. And Yep. If yep, anything, yep. there's an equally good story with Rhea and Charlotte because it's all about Rhea's redemption. Now that was bullshit. WrestleMania thirty what was it? Six. I would and, think uh, it would be a Thunder better story. And I'm not trying to downplay Sammy or Kevin or the story that they've built over this. That's not that's not what I'm driving at. What I'm driving at is exactly that. This the Rhea the Rhea Charlotte thing is a couple of years in the making. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they had this they had a fucking match in the goddamn performance center. Oh yeah, it wasn't and, in the Thunderdome. They didn't even have TV screens. They no, had nobody. It was stuff, yeah, dude. It was it was so fucking so first era pandemic, and I'm gonna Oof. have to use that term, but you oh, you know how bad that was, but it, it oh, yeah. at least they tried, and I'll, and you can absolutely give them that. But this is a couple of year in the making. You've had Rhea go from you know this NXT dominant to you, okay, we were there's no way she's gonna lose to Charlotte. Holy shit, she lost to Charlotte, and then she mm-hmm. said, you know, watch me just vamp my character to a bazillion, and she did, and it's awesome. Now it's 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 time to go get it, time to go get it, and. It, it, I mean, but again, I'm with you. I love Sammy. I love Kevin. I love them, and it's great. But why in the fuck would you have a tag title match be your main event? That's the other thing that I'm getting at. Besides the stories, yeah, in the in the in the belt rankings, and God, that's a terrible term, but I'm sure like kids think that way. You're you can't have a tag title match be your main event. No, Unless not, maybe it was not, like a unification <clears throat> or something. Not not at WrestleMania. No. Um. And I, I just, I always figured like the whole point of having two nights was not to compete with New Japan and stuff, but okay. to have the women showcase main event night one, the men showcase night two. So there's equality there. 
And oh. not to mention, Bianca had the best fucking match two years in a row. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can't lie there, baby. Um, I think I may forgive Charlotte a little bit too if she puts Rhea over and you know gives her a dues this time. Because like we said, that, that was bullshit the first time. Look that. Yeah, just a smidgen. But now yeah. Rhea's come a long way. Um, she's like a oh. completely different person from that first match with Charlotte. Leaps and fucking bonds, bro. And not in like a negative way. It's not a negative thing. You shut your goddamn mouths, you fucking mark. When you like these, she is just grown. And it's not again. It's not like she was. Oh, she was down here. No, she was always, you know, a, a rising star. Yeah. And then she caught. I don't know what the fuck. Honestly, she caught. She caught internet uh, fucking sensation, I guess. And then just it just skyrocketed from there. The lust of a man. The lust of many men, I should say. Has, has skyrocketed her. Hey, and if that's the case, it worked with the Bellas. It worked with Trish. It worked with Lita. It worked with all them. But the reality is, is she's a worker. She has a character that works with the audience. And it works with her. Her group works. It's like, every, it, it, it's all clicking. Yeah. It's all clicking. That that reveal when she joined Judgment Day, I think we knew it was a turning point. But oh yeah, she's become easily the best thing to come out of that, that group. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, we already know. We already talked too too much about Don being as lackluster as he is. So I don't want to keep fucking was. buried. Was okay, fine. The kid's getting better. I'll give him <laughs> that. Um, but it fucking took too long, in my opinion. Sorry, kid. Should do NXT. It, it um, took him to serve hard time. <laughs> he spent. <laughs> you got to go through hard times. <laughs> Jeez, I spent more time in jail than he did. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, I'm going to say it, and I love Damian Priest, but what the fuck has he even done? Okay. He's um, jackass nothing. No, I was going to say, I think we've underestimated the Judgment Day a little bit for what they've done for Dominic and for Rhea. And Finn's very comfortable in this leadership role, too. But yeah, Damian Priest is kind of on the sidelines of this group, and we thought mm-hmm. he was going to be the breakout. We were hoping he would be the breakout. But then you send you send the wrong guy to jail. That's what it was. You sent the wrong guy. I mean, if that's what we're building character on right here, you sent the wrong guy to jail. I don't know. I'm. I don't want to say he needs to leave. I'm not saying that he's the negative part of the group. I mean, it, this is not a bashing. It's just of all the the good that's come out of the Judgment Day, thanks to the over the overpowering of Rhea, the leadership of Finn. Dom has very slowly, very gradually increased while fucking Damian Priest has just been, I don't want to say flatline because that makes it sound like he's dead, but he, he, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's plateaued. He's plateaued. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. Dom and Rhea have just gone into a whole other stratosphere from this group. Fucking tell me. And... I think we have to question Rhea's future with the group when when she beats Charlotte because not only is she going to be the only champion in the group, but that's a SmackDown title. And obviously Judgment Day is a Raw group. And don't do that stupid shit where they switch titles again because it didn't work the fucking first time. Well, first off, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Just, just right off the bat. And you know what? 
fuck it. Let her be on her own. I mean, not like she could be a part of the judgment. I, I have this bad feeling. It's going to be just like the New Day. They're just randomly going to show up. And, oh, hey, you're here. Of course she's here. She's the fucking SmackDown champ. What the fuck are you guys doing here? Uh, New Day still grinds me because they did the whole split with Big E going to SmackDown. And they had this big emotional farewell and shit. And I think it was yeah. a week or two later, they reunited backstage. and like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're, or, you're... or Big E just came to Raw to escort them down to the ring. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You just had this big split. Yeah, it, like it, you know, uh, the absence makes the heart grow fonder, and you guys are fucking <laughs> just fucking it all up right now. But I mean, yeah. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping they don't do this that that exact thing here because it it mm. I don't want to say it would kill him, but it would just be like, what the fuck. I, I also think Rhea's going to become too popular to be a heel. Um, and we know she can be a face, but she's just so badass as a fucking heel. She's the best. So I wonder if um, she's going to have to turn face due to popularity, and that's how she leaves to Judgment Day, goes to SmackDown. Um, or just, just, just go to SmackDown. Just keep being a heel because you're fucking great at it. Yeah, people love a good heel. Look at Max. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Atute here and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. So before we continue with what's happened this week, let's go back a little further with this week in wrestling history. Very appropriate that theme too, because of course it is WrestleMania season, and that was a WrestleMania theme. Um, yeah, I think it was fourteen and fifteen. I want to say before they had the that, themes. Even. it was definitely fourteen because I remember that. Uh oh, I lost you. Can't hear you. Skype just switched my mic for no fucking reason. <laughs> Let's try it out. Love again. it. All right. So, uh, March 17th, 2002, at WrestleMania X8, Triple H defeated Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship. Um, but the main event was the iconic match between Icon versus Icon as Hollywood Hulk Hogan defeated The Rock. Got blood um, everywhere. Yeah, but my God, the crowd was electric for that match. And if I, I feel sorry for people who are too young to have experienced this match like live and in real time because it was incredible. Um, the atmosphere was incredible. You're telling me, dude. It was it was one of those things where it was literally the star of old versus the star of now, and we had we got to live it. We yeah. got to actually live it. We got to see that. I, I'm really trying to think of like a fucking a modern, more of a modern day or well, back then kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, this was like the original Icon versus Icon match from different eras. But I mean, after this, we had like Hogan yeah. and Orton, Hogan and Michaels, Rock and Cena. Yeah, Hogan started it all, dude. That's I was like, I'm really, I was really trying to think of somebody else, and it's like, no, they were all similar to age. This was, this was the Icon versus Icon of different eras, and. It set the president, you know what I mean? Like I said, Hogan kept on going, and then we got other dudes showing up, and there was, you know, Flair did a couple, 
just it's thank you hogan for for, yeah. for, for some stuff <laughs> for some stuff let me finish that um and his he was just undeniable too i don't know if it's if it's because of canadian and they just like to go against the grain with their support but I mean, Hogan came back in with the NWO the month before. He was a super heel. You know, he was ramming monster trucks into the Rock's car and whatever, or into ambulances with a Rock in or whatever. Um, and he so, was a heel. The NWO were a heel group. But then as soon as WrestleMania hit, it was just an instant flip. Rock got booed out the building, even though he was a super face. And Hollywood Hulk Hogan just in the middle of a match became Hulk Hogan again. Oh my God! The the the, the face Hogan is it, it lives in infamy of all the people. As much as we love Hollywood Hogan, we'd be like, yeah, hit the fucking guitar. <laughs> you want to hear the fucking the, you know when it hurts inside? Yeah, I yeah I do love Jimi Hendrix, but um that American Made is iconic. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised too that um oh actually wait no the Rock beat Hogan I, I mixed that bit up um I think a lot of people were surprised that the Rock beat Hogan be, and that, that didn't help the the booze for the Rock I I mean some people complain that he lost to the people's elbow but dude Hogan's finisher was a fucking leg drop shut up exactly like <laughs> it, it, semantics okay semantics <laughs> yeah the leg drop was a finisher in the eighties kids. Fuck in the nineties. So, so it was an elbow test. drop from the rock. It just had theatrics to make it more electrifying. It was electrifying. <laughs> but then, mind you, he was also the dude that had like two moves. He had to hit the rock bottom and then the fucking. Yeah, uh, he had two nice signature moves. But the rock also did a very sweet spine buster and a very nice sharpshooter. Um, he also hit a good small and drop every now and then too. Oh yeah. Um, and then, of course, after the match, the, the other two-thirds of the NWO, Hall and Nash, just turned on Hogan simply because he was showing respect to The Rock and maybe because he was getting cheered. And they were like, hey, that ain't us. That's not us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, um, if you haven't seen this match or if you're too young, just go back and relive it um, because it's difficult to explain, really, on a podcast yeah. <laughs> just what that match was like. I mean, we, we could show clips, we could show pics, all all we want. It's something yeah. worth going out of your way and watching. Is it a five-star banger? No, but it does have an impact in history. Yeah, and also watch the build-up, too, because The Rock actually coming out and challenging Hogan is just goosebumps. Oh, you're telling me, bud. You can YouTube that bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to March 20th, 1994. Yes, at bro. Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania 10 had a banger of a match card yes bro um i think it's actually very underrated featuring owen hart defeating bret hart in the opening match um owen finally got his props macho man randy savage defeated crush in a false count anywhere match and i love this match because it's so different from any other false count anywhere match you'll ever see because it wasn't just false count anywhere you pinned them and then they had i think it was 10 seconds to get back in the ring the for the fuck? match to continue. I'm so glad I didn't watch this whole pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch this whole pay-per-view now. Um, Alondra Blaze and Nilani Kai uh, for the women's title. And Razor Ramon becoming undisputed intercontinental champion in a classic ladder match against Shawn Michaels. And after Yokozuna defended against Lex Luger earlier in the night, because 
Lex and Brett both won the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett became WWE champion for the second time, avenging his loss to Yokozuna the previous year at WrestleMania 9. Yes, sir. Uh, which was then followed by a bullshit finish as Hogan just came in and randomly got a title match and won the title for just, just for the hell of it. Just because <laughs> he's fucking Hulk Hogan with a giant black eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania 9 was bad. <laughs> it looked cool because it was in Caesar's Palace and it was outside. But yeah, it looks it was, sweet. It was bad. <laughs> it looks can be deceiving, baby. <laughs> Um, also on March 22nd in 2015, this is not wrestling history, but Max Wrestling was born. As we said, it's our eighth anniversary. First episode was March 22nd, 2015. Uh, Phoenix and I were joined by Chad and Courtney Broughton. Um, and I don't, I don't remember what we talked about. Um, it was so long ago. Um, cause I, I try not to listen to it because, um, man, I sounded awful. But we grow. We all grow. I said, man, I sounded <laughs> awful. I did. Uh, uh, I think having a shitty mic didn't help either. Eh, we all start somewhere. Yeah. Um, finally, today in history, March 23rd, 1997, at WrestleMania 13, Stone Cold Steve Austin passed out in a pool of his own blood to the sharpshooter in a legendary match against Bret Hart. Uh, which, of course, featured, just like The Rock and Hogan, really, the, the double, although this one was intentional, um, the double face-heel turn. Brett right. turned heel, Austin turned face mid-match. And just that, of course, that iconic image of Austin bleeding into unconsciousness. Yep. Great stuff. You imagine that? Um, in in this day and age, Austin's bleeding again. Just Austin, like Mark. Just like oh, yeah, Mark. They would get so fucking, oh, he's blood all about, why do you have to bleed everywhere? Why do you need, why does it need to run down your mouth? But but then again, I, uh, fucking, we weren't babies in the 90s. Well, I mean, physically, yes. Mm. But um, uh, uh, mentally, no. Um, and also, main event, uh, The Undertaker won his second WWE Championship against Psycho Sid. Um, this... Oh yes, yeah. So Austin won the Rumble this year, yep. controversially because he'd already been eliminated. So that's why he didn't get the title match, and somehow Undertaker got it instead. Yeah, Taker ended up. Uh, God damn it, we did the retro. Well, no, we did the retro <laughs> leading up to this beforehand. But yeah, no, it was. Um, God bless America. Yeah, no, he got uh, he got screwed by um, Gorilla Monsoon, and him and he got into a fucking whole screaming match. Da, 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 kiss my ass. I love Gorilla Monsoon. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, and that is all your history this week. Ultimate Finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling. Podcast Net! We're gonna take it to the Max! It's that time again. It's time to have a little bit of fun. Let's see if you can get there before we do. If Daz does not guess the identity in two minutes, 
He's cutting a 60-second promo at the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to guess the wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Who is it? Who the hell is it? Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. Alrighty, let's go with uh, okay. Give you something easy. Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh, Battle of Los Angeles winner in 2012. PWG champ one time. Uh, Adam Cole. Baby. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> that was that was easy. I don't even. I think it was like five ten seconds. Um, but as soon as you say PWG, the first name that comes to my head is always Adam Cole. <laughs> This is, I was like, this should totally throw him for a loop. <laughs> oh, fuck. I should have started with NXT champ. Oh, well. Sorry, people. Um, week number six without a promo. But, hey, you're going to get plenty of promo action next week. It's fine. Let's Don't go. worry about say, it. We're coming at you strong as all strong. Hi, this is Rain Crew's winner of WWE Announcer Contest on TikTok. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Max. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be listening. And head to the website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. That's right. Still to come this week, Geek of the Week, Bestler of the Week, and Shit Marks Say, You Bastards. But we are officially five days away from Promo Mania 8, Night 1, and the two nights are stacked. But here's what's coming up on Night 1. It's Iron Bank time. Who will win the briefcase that pretty much lets you do whatever the hell you want? Either Daniel Crimmins, Moses Marquez, or Travis Anderson will become Mr. Iron Bank 2023 in a triple threat. They have a score to settle after the events of Podcast Promo Rumble 8, but two nights before his tag team bout, the Phoenix steps up to call out Ted P. DeNero in a promo exhibition. And breaking news, due to me also pulling double duty, the main events have now switched. The television championship will now main event night one as Daniel Crimmins defends against your captain in a one-night-only promo battle, which will be determined by a board of judges. Night one is this Tuesday, March 28th. As stacked as night one is, night two is even more, or equally even. I will, I'm going to say more because I'm main event that <laughs> It's going down March 30th on the Thursdays, but night two comes at you with its own trivia battles of epic proportion. As Kenny Killer defends his knowledge championship against the man they call Beer. In full trivia mayhem, it's five rounds of trivia knowledge. One man goes down in history. There's plenty of mayhem in store as the Dragon Club and the Modern Day Outlaws clash for tag team action. The Phoenix and the Shape take on the Cypher and the Walker, Travis Anderson, to crown the first ever Max Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And for the first time in over 50 days, we will have a new Max Wrestling World Champion as the Dragon Club and the MDO clash one more time. Chad Malcolm takes on the vacant championship and it's me and him thrown down night two in the main event. And it is Cinematic Warfare. 
We will also decide the predictions title for WrestleMania 39, and the group MVP will be decided. Have you been posting? Have you been commenting in the Facebook group? You should start right fucking now. Somebody's got to beat Travis and fuck the other guy that should be doing shit that he's not. And we'll find out at Promomania who is the Max Wrestling Group MVP. But of course, you can go to maxwrestling.weebly.com forward slash Promomania 8 for more information. That's right. And just in case you missed it, here is the incredible first of our Promomania movie parodies as Cypher, Ted P, and the Phoenix recreate an iconic scene from Bad Boys 2. Promomania goes Hollywood. Who the fuck are you? I'm the Phoenix. What are you doing here? I'm here to face Teddy P. How old are you? Uh, I'm 32. Shit, motherfucker, you at least 40. You got some ID? I don't have none on me. No ID? You wanna get high? You smoke that shit? No, I don't. Why not? Corey, who the hell is he? It's Phoenix! Who the fuck is Phoenix? Man, he came to face you at Promo Mania. What's your name? Phoenix. You know my name. You jumped me at the Rumble. Boy, how old are you? Why is that still relevant? I'm 32. You at least 40. Can you fight? Yes. You can't fight. Man, leave the kid alone. Nah, Cypher. He wanna face me in Promo Mania. I wanna know. Can he fight? Someone might come up, say something. He can't fight. He can't go. Look, between you and me, he just got out of jail. You ain't never seen a John Cena gun before? Teddy, stop pointing the gun at the boy, man! You like rap? Move, bitch! Get out the way! Get out the way, bitch! Get out the way! Look! Meet Teddy at Promo Mania. March 28th. You hear me? March 28th. If you ain't there on March 28th, I'm locked, loaded, and hunting your motherfucking ass down. You hear me? And if I see you there, you know what it is. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Now, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. Promo Mania goes Hollywood. March 28th and March 30th. Go to matchwrestlingnet.weebly.com for more information. Do you get it? No. Then it's probably not for you to get. So in other news this week, um, Andy Kaufman, Kaufman was announced as the latest entrant into the WWE Hall of Fame. Fuck yeah. Um, and if people don't understand why, he, he was basically a, a very famous comedian in the early 80s who absolutely lived kayfabe when he feuded with Jerry the King Lawler. Broke the fuck out of kayfabe. You didn't. You didn't know. Excuse me, by the way. You didn't know if he was if like this was for real. If this wasn't for real. But this was in the height. I want to say if this really all went down in the eighties, seventies ish. Uh, yeah. I think. Well, it, it was before WrestleMania and all that, obviously, because he um he passed away in eighty four. 
believe. Yeah. So this was during the uh, I want to. This is during uh, Jerry the King Lawler's Memphis run. So this is, and of course, so we're talking Memphis wrestling. You're talking mid seventies, early eighties, and that's as real as wrestling ever got, right there. Okay, you know what I mean? The height of the popularity, the fact that it was watched pretty much religiously, and people never knew what was real and what was fake. And and for a while, they didn't real. I mean, they probably understood to a degree that maybe some of it's not. 100% 100% real, but they couldn't really tell. There's no, there was no dirt sheets. There was no beat writers. There was no, uh, you know, none of that shit. None of that in back of the day. You know, they, they all they ever did was talk about it like it was a real sport, which, God, I fucking missed that. So, but he literally, w- he would, I, want, I forget what talk show they were on. I want to say. Um, uh, Letterman. Thank you, Letterman. And they're going back and forth, and it turns into like a literal brawl. To the point where it ends, where Andy Kaufman ended up getting in the ring against Jerry the King Waller, got hit with a pile driver, and supposedly broke his neck. And it was a story that they fucking drug on and on and on. They made a goddamn movie out of it. They made a fucking movie out of it. And and I'm not just talking about Andy Kaufman's life. No, they made a movie out of fucking Andy Kaufman fucking with Jerry the King Waller. That's literally the whole base of the movie. It's it, it, Man on the Moon, by the way, for those who are like, yeah. what's the name of the goddamn? Go watch Man on the Moon. Uh, it's <laughs> fucking Jim. It was a Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey oh, yeah. plays fucking Andy Kaufman and does excellently, by the way. And I've never seen Jerry the King Lawler somehow go back in time and look exactly the way he did in the 70s and 80s, but he did. He fucking did. Oh, Jim Carrey played the hell out of him. Well, yeah, dude, but I mean, I'm dumb. look at Jerry the King Lawler did fucking the makeup people in, in fucking in, in L.A., man, are fucking top notch. I tell you what. Yeah, um, people were actually freaked out on set because Jim Carrey just stayed in character the whole time and he was just nuts. Method acting, baby. Method acting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, Andy Kaufman did a lot more than that, really. Um, he actually tried WWE first before becoming a comedian oh that's what i was unaware of Mm. Uh, i'm not sure how long it lasted but yeah um he (laughs) he uh declared himself the intergender wrestling champion of the world there you go and this was decades ago people before intergender wrestling was a thing yes this is yep this is the truth oh my god i fucking forgot all about that and the, and the crazy thing is, is I play, I, I love that I talk about some of my fucking mobile games that I play, but there's another one called uh, 80s Mania Wrestling. And there's literally a dude on there uh, that is the intergender champion. And I'm like, I forget who the fuck they're trying to make fun of. There was some guy and it's fucking Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Um, God damn. He's also been included in wrestling games too. He was a playable character in, uh, I don't know if it's the first one or a second one, but Legends of Wrestling. Which is an underrated game series, too. Yes, dude. I remember countless hours playing that thing. Countless hours. It was tough, too. Like, some of them would just yeah. not stay down. Rob Van Dam was the only guy that can get past everybody <laughs> for me. He was the only dude that can get past everybody. Fuck, that was difficult. Owen Hart was tough as nails on that game, let me tell you. And you ever thought Hulk Hogan was easy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I mean, we've we've seen people 
be like, oh, obviously, young people who are like, who the fuck is this guy going in the Hall of Fame? Google. Use Google. It's a Please thing. Please use Google. Please. Y'all, yeah. y'all Google your test answers, the answers to your homework, big booty bitches, whatever your preference. You know what I mean? Google some history, please. Por favor. Yeah. This, this this man, this comedian, did more for wrestling than you realize. And he, even outside of wrestling, he lived kayfabe. There's people that still believe he faked his own death. Yeah. it's it, That's true. People believe he faked his own death, even though I forgot what he died of. Um, but he, like, even went as far as, like, going to, like, different uh, countries to getting procedures with leeches and shit to try to, uh, um, what the fuck, uh, you know, to, to get better. I think he had um, lung cancer? I think it was cancer, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, we've mentioned, we talked about the bloodline earlier. Uh, the big question after this week is... If or when Solo Sokoa turns on Roman, there's a little bit of tension between those two right now. He's got to be the first to turn, right? Yeah, which is crazy because you you would think it would be Jay. And Solo's always been so fucking loyal to Roman. Yeah, since the second he showed up. But um, this week we saw Roman hold Solo back. And then I think there was some footage... After Raw went off the air, Roman just yelling at Solo. Yeah, it was like, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, I was like, no, I, was like, I don't remember him yet. But I'm thinking of the, the interaction they had in the ring. But no, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and, it, well, we know the tag team match is now official. Uh, this I don't know if it was official last week. But the six-woman tag is now officially official for WrestleMania. Um. <laughs> Becky, Trish, and Lita versus Damage Control. Much to the dismay of Vince Russo, which I think you're going to talk about later. Oh, he's he's been he's been putting his foot in his mouth for fucking years, but I guess this week was the worst of it all. So, um, but yeah, Damn. um, WWE basically this week was just about pushing those WrestleMania angles, as they should. WrestleMania is about a week away. Yeah. Um, but I've seen people question whether or not Cody is actually going to beat Roman. And, then, you know, like, what are you going to do when Roman pins Cody? And then what, what's going to happen then? I really that don't is, see it happening. It's literally the TikTok, uh, uh, what's the trend, if you will, right now, for especially all the wrestling community. You are you are showing your sides. Do you want change in the E or are you very happy, very happy with Roman? And I'm seeing obviously more, and I, and I called them last week, Roman suckers. So mm-hmm. I will remain calling them that, uh, I think. And it, you know what? And it's, I'm I'm shitting on them. But the reality is, is I can give credit where it's due. The guy went from being, um, the guy we really wanted to push to the guy that they're pushing down our throat to the guy that we're just like, okay, finally, we, we're all at a happy medium. We're really liking where he's at. Da, 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 da. And he's a likable dude. Whether you hate the E or not, you can you can admit that you like Roman Reigns. It's fine. I I, I don't mind him. I, I think he's actually pretty good right now. I'm loving what he's doing, I should say. I'll be honest. But it, I just don't. And I'm and I'm and I'm gonna get some I'm gonna get some hate for this. I don't want another Bob Backlund. I don't I don't need another Bruno San Martino. I don't need 
thousand day rains, twelve hundred day rains, fourteen hundred day rains, two thousand nine hundred seventy day. Rains. No, I don't need it. We don't need it. You know, this is not the seventies. This isn't the sixties. This isn't. You know, wrestling is a lot more believable with everybody else in it. It's not just there's nobody that's going to beat Bruno San Martino. There's nobody that's going to beat you know Harley Ray or you know uh, Bob Backlund. There's nobody that's going to beat Harley Race. You know, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. We we you know this is not the time. And now I'm not saying you can't turn around and oh you know and I'm going to keep saying this shit until he doesn't show up. But oh fucking the night after mania jay white shows up and oh well that had, that's going to be the guy that beats him right 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 whatever no now is the time you you pull the trigger on cody cody's hot cody's cody's what people want right now you took away we talked about at the beginning of the show you took away the idea for sammy the idea of the hottest guy you have right now you took that idea away from us to have him crowned as your champion to move into the new era of the WWE or whatever so now it's left in the hands of Cody. And if you feel like it's not stable enough for Cody, because there are rumors going around that there are no concrete plans just yet by the, they haven't decided who's really winning. If you can't decide who's winning, then, then you don't know where you're going with the company is what you're telling us. Because you're either going to continue down the same direction. You're going to stick with Roman. And as much as that sounds negative, it's not meant to be negative. I'm just saying there is now no room no true room for improvement this is oh you know what let me let me paint a picture so that way it, it looks way better roman wins we're, we're still in the vince era cody wins we've officially stepped into the paul era regardless if vince is in the back or not and yeah. that's how i'm seeing it maybe i'm the only one that sees it like that maybe i am maybe i'm not maybe i'm not in the minority maybe i'm in the majority I'm hoping I am. I just now's the time. Now's the time. Even if that fucking means Cody's reign is all of a hundred days. Now's the time. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense from every angle. There, there's no logic in Roman winning again because they've built Cody as the first like viable challenger in a long time that yep. we can look at and go, you know what? Maybe this guy, this this is the guy to take down Roman. Not because only that. All the pieces around Roman are crumbling. Yeah. I mean, we got behind Sammy, and we thought there was a chance there. But, like, before all of that, anybody that stepped up to Roman Reigns, no matter how big they were or successful they were, it didn't matter. We knew Roman was winning. Yeah. We knew Roman was winning. Which sucks. Um, <laughs> and there was a great line um, that Roman said to Cody about him going off and starting his own promotion and not getting over and running away. Cody could have come back with, but you never got over as a face. Period. He could have came back with a million different things, but he just was like, he probably got told, don't you fucking yeah. say shit. Don't you fucking say shit. The, the oh, segments, that segment in particular, kind of made Cody look bad because Roman was just burning him on the mic. But we all know Cody can light a mic on fire like a motherfucker. Son of a bitch, but let me because I, I, I have to do this. I have to get I have to help Cody out here because let's be let's be honest for a second. That's not true. He, yeah, he not he only was over, not only no, hold on. Not only was he over, he was John Cena over. He was so over, we hated him. And I'm and I'm being honest. I'm being That's honest. The truth of it, yeah. It's it's he got John Cena over, and it's and it wasn't a 
Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, wait. It was, God damn it. it. This guy's on the, he's on the big show or the, whatever the fuck it's called. He's, he's got this thing going on. That was it the, uh, uh, roads, the, you know, roads to success or whatever the fuck. And now then I got to see him on fucking dynamite or you know, roads to the top. I got to see his ass on dynamite. But you see, you see what I mean? It, it was the John effect. It was the fuck, dude. I, I'm watching you on Cockblockers. You're on Nickelodeon. Now you're on my fucking SmackDown. You know, but this was when he was constantly fucking there every goddamn week, like a son of a bitch. And that's exactly what Cody became. And then, yes, there was the debacle over the world title thing and the blah, 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 blah. But let's be fucking real. It's not a, I'm not, I don't want to get into that because that's a whole literal show. It is simply he got fucking John Cena over. And I am willing to say this. There's really hasn't been somebody that's gotten that over yet in AEW since he's left. I'm no. gonna. I'm sorry. I love Kenny. I love MJF. I love all the other guys in between. But there has been nobody yet that has surpassed the Cody Rhodes absolute love into the we fucking hate you because we love you because you won't go away. You can and then, and don't 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 you dare say MJF. No, all you people that are fucking typing right now, you're gonna. It's not MJF. MJF has literally become the greatest heel in all of pro wrestling. That's why you hate him. You hate him because he threw fucking tequila on a fucking kid. That's why you hate him. You hate him because he tells you the fucking truth. Cody, you hated Cody because he was always there. And no matter what he did, it was solid. And you hated him for it because fuck you for being so fucking good. Yeah. That's why we hated John. Don't don't lie to yourselves now. We're fucking growing up now. Don't lie to yourselves now. Don't yeah, do Cody, it. Cody was always in big feuds, main eventing. But, like, my argument was always, yeah, but you know he's not going to win the world title, so what's your problem? He's literally wrote himself out of the title picture. So, yeah, he's getting pushed, but he's in big matches, big feuds, and he's putting people over. Don't you dare but, tell me he wasn't. Look how big a Sam, look how big Sammy got because of him. Not because and 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 you're gonna I'm already hearing that. Well, look at what Jericho did for him. If you listen to his promo the other week, Jericho did nothing for him, but let him be the guy that he hangs out around. However, you got to see Sammy do what Sammy knows how to do best with his matches against Cody, especially in that ladder match. Yeah. So like I mean I, I, I call Jericho the star maker, but I mean, we, we you can't forget who was the first star maker of AEW, and that was fucking Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and, and don't love don't, him or hate him. Don't forget who was in under Cody's wing originally in AEW. He's now the world champion. Yeah, boy. And one of the biggest stars outside of WWE. God damn. See how it all ties together. Right. Um, so on to AEW. Um, yeah. man, Orange Cassidy is just fucking killing it week after week. He's the best. There, there's something about that international title on Orange Cassidy that just takes him to another level. It's, I was gonna say, I thought it was the fact that it's in a backpack. It's, yeah, it, it, it's every he, um, he, he has everything right now. He's he is the um, god, I, I can't compare him to any. I think the problem is when I try to compare him to like stars of the past, I come up with like 19 people and it's, you know, and it's fucking weird that I say that they're like, what do you mean? So I mean, cause I don't, I don't remember anybody that has gotten so over by giving zero fucks. 
And I don't mean like zero fucks in a cool way, like Stone Cold, yeah. where he would flip off the boss and beat up whoever he wanted and chug beer on TV and tell people to show me your boobs or whatever, like for, or like like a hunter, you know what I mean? He's just he doesn't care. And he's gonna he's gonna try. And as much as motherfuckers like fucking Cornette absolutely hate him, he's beloved. Yeah. He's so athletically gifted. The guy's able to do fucking moves with hands in his pockets. Like, listen to me what I'm saying. No, like, not, oh, my hands are, are able to fucking stretch and I can do my handstands. He's doing flips and kip-ups with no fucking hands, bud. I can barely sit up off the Suicide couch dives. without my hands. What, exactly. It's, all this shit, all this lucha with hands in his pockets, athletically gifted. He literally looks like he doesn't give a shit the entire time, which makes it even more intriguing of like, how the fuck are you making this look so easy while you don't give a shit? Well, I, I, I can understand how that turns some people off, but it's like, and I, and I will say this until the end of time, wrestling, you are meant, your disbelief is meant to go, you know what I mean? You're supposed yeah. to live in disbelief. You know what I mean? You're, enjoy the excitement, baby. Come, you came to the circus to watch the show, watch him, let him go. You know what I mean? Do your thing. Let, let him go. And he And he has that. And it's, and the fact that it rubbed off on Sting, oh, I fucking loved it. Oh my god, it Sting's just like, <laughs> I, I fucking yelled so I was like, God damn, it's awesome. I, I, I've missed Sting in the ring too, and you know, we, we, we really shouldn't be saying this about somebody in their sixties, but I've He's missed Sting not being in the ring the last couple of months. He's the man. Oh my God, he's he is the icon. He is the reason why my son is has two of his wrestling buddies in the house. Two. Fuck, he's just the man. It's and it and again, we're saying this about a dude who's sixty two years old. We're I, I I know every other week I'm bitching about Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> every week yeah. I'm bitching about Jeff Jarrett. I know I talked a little bit of shit about Ric Flair in his last match against Jeff Jarrett, but. I got nothing bad to say about Sting. Whether you like his like no selling every now and again or you love it. There has yeah, been but... nothing wrong with what Sting has been bringing to the AEW product. Nothing at all. I don't ex I don't need him to be a champion. I don't expect him to be a champion. I kind of don't want him to be a champion, let's be honest. No. Here. No, he's perfect doing what he's doing. Exactly. He um... is literally perfect. The occasional no-sell has always been a sting thing. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm like, for a TNA guy, at least you fucking get it, okay? I remember it from fucking WCW. You fucking E-drones, I only got to see him for a fucking half a year. It's not my goddamn fault. You don't know. Or you sets. don't know. Yeah, fucking yelled Seth. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I didn't Actually, don't, even, don't even yell at Seth. Yeah, the buckle the the buckle bomb is just a dangerous move, period. And and Sting was almost sixty at the time, so shut the fuck up, people. No, I... yeah. oh, he broke his neck. He's an old guy. He's old. Thank you. He's <laughs> fucking old. Sorry, I, Sting. I, I I get it, dude. I get it. We saw Ric Flair bumping his ass off back in the day. Bumping his ass off, but that doesn't mean everybody needed it. I mean, Sting was doing the same thing in TNA. Yeah. So, I mean, 
It's like we keep coming back to Raids and Rumble. It's like Sal Bandini. Dude, you kicked an old guy in the face. The crazy motherfucker was trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. <laughs> um, Come on, bro. Moving on to the tag team title picture. Um, first of all, where the fuck are you claimed? Wait, wait, wait to blow their momentum. But yeah. collateral damage, unfortunately. Yeah. And it, I guess it makes sense for the guns to be the ones the FTR take the titles off, even though it would have been a great match, FTR and the acclaimed. But um, FTR have set the stipulation that if they don't win the tag team titles, they're going to quit AEW. So I guess we know which way this is going. Uh, I mean, the uh, we I've been talking about it. And so... I mean, I think they brought it up on a, on, a, on, a, on a tweet or on their podcast or I think on po- on their podcast. Uh, they said that uh, they're going to wait till April. That their deal is up in April. Now, I don't know when they're going for those belts and uh, they're going to go for them before April. Then like that would, by the way, that would be next fucking week. You, understand? Yeah. you hear me? That would be next um, week. Unless they like signed an extension to go which, to double or nothing, which is a month later. Ta-da! Which is exactly what I think they're going to do. And that extension just so happened to be three years. And watch them fucking sign, and then they're not going anywhere. So, unless they, unless we randomly get told on Rampage tomorrow that FTR and the guns is going to main event Dynamite, mm-hmm. I fully expect them to win the belts, re-sign, and hang out in AEW. This idea of them going to the E is a, is is gone. But if you want that to be the idea, then you stick with the idea of their contract ends in April. So they need an out if they're supposedly going. So you make this match impromptu live on television for for the masses. You garner a million in the number, probably. There you go. Because if you save it for double or nothing, which don't get me wrong, if you save it for double or nothing and these guys sign an extension, then they're there. Then they're there. You know what I mean? mean, And you've kind of given it away, at least in my opinion. I I think two things that have given it away were the fact that they were off TV for a while and then Mm -hmm. they suddenly came back and they're going for the tag team titles. You know, if 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 they were leaving, you just don't bother. Um, exactly. Especially, and also, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Dax said recently, maybe this week, um, that they were never Triple H guys, but he thinks Triple H was always a fan of their work. And now, I'm not saying you have to be a Triple H guy to go back to WWE like Bronson Reed did, like Karrion Cross did, but there's certainly a lot of people that have gone back because Triple H is running the show. They like the idea of him running it more. And I, 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 and as a fan, I understand that. I mean, I literally just had this whole talk about, you know, the uh, uh, is it going to be the Papa H era or we're going to stay in the Vince era with who wins with Cody or, or Roman. But that idea, and I, and I think we talked about that idea when he first took over of Papa H is running it. So why do I want to leave? You know, why am I going to hang out here? And apparently there's all kinds of disgruntled AEW employees, and I'm sure Miro is one of them. I'm sure Andrade is another. Um, you know, they're they're bitching and complaining. 
I don't expect them to go fucking running back to the E just because Papa H is running. And yes, I'm going to keep using quotes until, and I'm going to say until after WrestleMania. That's it's probably not then, but I just I get the appeal. I just don't see the fucking point. Does that does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's it's I guess I'm window shopping. You know what I mean? And I walk by and I'm like, that fucking hat looks awesome. Forty dollars, suck my dick, and walk away. Like I'm not, I'm not paying. I mean, I, I have to pay forty dollars for a hat because it's fucking hats cost these days. But it's still, <laughs> I'm buying it today. And it's not, it's not like they've got it made in AEW. I mean, we all know they've been up and down, up and down in AEW. Yeah, everybody but... kind of has been, but it, it's a fucking feeling out process. It, that's the problem. But apparently, they're gonna get into, the, they're gonna get a third wrestling show that's gonna be on TV. Mm-hmm. So. I, Good things are coming, mind you. And I, and, I, and I have to keep reminding people this: they're in year they're in year four. This is their fourth year in the business. They yeah. barely served. They barely got three years in, and this is where they're at. Yes, they've fumbled and bumbled and stumbled a lot of talent. But then again, would the E have done the same in three years? Would the E have the same stars from other promotions still, or would they have already made their own? Which, by the way, AEW has because do we not see the four pillars? Right. Come on, come on now, come on now. I also think that AEW is a thing with Ring of Honor now, and FTR is very yes. much a Ring of Honor tag team. They're an old school tag team, which right. WWE does not cater for. Mm-hmm. Who who are they going to work with in WWE? Usos, New Day. There's I there's don't... a lot of talent they can work with in AEW and Ring of Honor. A hell of a lot. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I hate to say that I didn't put the ROH banner underneath there, but yeah, you're a bazillion. Yeah. Can't forget about ROH. Um, obviously, we are getting Taya Valkyrie and Jade, which we talked about last week. Uh, Taya being the one to dethrone Jade as TBS champion, I'm fine with. Um, Layla Gray actually spoke this week. I know, right? What I don't remember fuck? the last time I heard her speak. Um, but she's facing Taya tomorrow on Rampage, which is probably gonna, obviously going to be a squash match. Terrible idea. Yeah, what are you, what are you thinking, Layla? Oh, man. Cut the shit. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cutting the shit, um, Hook was having none of Stokely Halfway. Actually, no, Bryce was having none of Stokely Halfway shit. None. <laughs> this was fantastic. So, I mean, he he's like, oh, I've been... I've been told that I'm not cleared by Doc Sampson. And I was like, this is the perfect time for Doc to get on the mic and be like, that's full. You're full of shit, <laughs> you know, but like, no, they this opportunity. And so, but it, it all turns into this fucking note that just says he is sick. Yeah. And Bryce is um, like, it, it no. was a receipt from Wingstop. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Oh my God. St- Stokely was great though. Just, He's the man. His delivery was perfect, saying he's not clear to wrestle, and he'd also like to announce his retirement tonight from in-ring competition. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And he's all trying to leave, and Bryce is like, no. Mean, uh, meanwhile, Hook hasn't even turned around yet. He's still in the corner facing the crowd he doesn't while all this shit. is happening. And then the bell oh. rings, and Hook just... No fucks given by this guy. Oh man! Oh, by the way, when the fuck they start keeping guardrails under the ring? I have yeah. never seen that in all my days. 
a funnily guardrail enough, under the frame. I, I've seen it a couple of times, but funnily enough, I've only ever seen it when it requires a guardrail to be used to put somebody through. Oh, well, then it makes perfect sense. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, obviously, Jeff has done a swanton off a ladder to somebody through a guardrail. Oh, sounds brutal. Yeah, as you'd expect from Jeff. Mm. But yes, a, a dominant victory by hook, as Excalibur said. Um, so we know Adam Cole, baby's first match back is going to be against Danny Garcia. Okay, not bad. Great matchup. Can't can't be too mad at that one. No, uh, I mean, not great for Garcia because obviously you'd expect Adam Cole to win his first match back, but um, I, I mean at least he's getting a rub, and yeah. he's a great talent. I, I I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, there, there is. I think there is no better. I don't want to say. Let me stop myself. No, no. I'm going to say there's no better dude right now that would mesh as well. I mean, you got to. And the way I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it as the hardcore guy. So understand this part. Uh, when I look at it, I think of Adam Cole because what? What did we just? What did we just do when guess the wrestler? The first title I gave you was PWG title, and you, Adam Cole. Guess who was also another very prominent PWG champion. Danny Garcia, and I believe he still currently is the PWG champ. So, like, that's you, like, that's a tie-in right there. Ring, former Ring of Honor guy, or I mean, current mm. Ring of Honor guy, former Ring of Honor, th- you know, three-time champ. You have all these cool little connections, and then you have uh, similar styles. You have te- te- a technical base, um, but D- DG's got a little more on like the ground game, uh, mat wrestling, if you will, while. Adam brings in his little bit of high flying, his little bit of um, finesse, if you will. I guess I, I, I don't want to say lucha, but I'll go with lucha. Yeah. So it's it's going to be an interesting uh, clash, and I think at the same time, Garcia is is the guy that's going to be that little harder of a hitter that's going to kind of be the the uh, I guess the uh, the measuring stick, if you will, to prove. How far can Cole go? How you know what I mean? Is he really back all the way? Yeah. Ish. Um Garcia is still currently the PWG champion, uh coming okay. up to a year almost. Look at that guy. Look at him go. How 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 awesome would it be if he put the fucking title on the line? See now that's what I've been I've been talking about doing that shit forever, but PWG has always been a very exclusive kind of brand. Yeah. They are, uh, you go to the shows to see it, or you wait like three, four months, and then you can buy the DVD. But again, but for the um, uh, uh, television prowess to, to give it some, uh, I guess, a, a, a nudge, fucking yeah, one time. Just defend the belt one time. Uh, you, uh, do it on an ROH show if you're afraid of doing it on fucking, uh, you know, on network on, TV. Uh, on, exactly. Yeah, do it on a, on a Ring of Honor pay per view or something. You know what I mean? But I really do think that TK and 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 uh, and, and uh, Excalibur should have this conversation where they should start incorporating PWG into AEW and or Ring of Honor. I just think it's a natural transition. It's time to let PWG finally blow up. Stop keep, let's stop letting it be the cool secret for the cool kids and let it be the secret for the masses. Right. God damn it. Um. But I mean, would. 
Adam Cole get the win because Garcia brought up a good point. He's beat Brody King, Ricky Starks, Brian fucking Danielson. Twice, by the way. Um, and I think that's in the last 12 months. Yep. All of it. So uh, with with that question, I got a question for you. As an Adam Cole fan, are you going to be mad if he loses his debut, his return match? No. Not, not if it makes sense and it's to a guy, a young guy who could do with a rub like Danny Garcia, who has one hell of a bright future. Absolutely. I mean, and that's kind of why I, I, I think that's exactly where I'm sitting as well. It's one of these, it's like Daniel Garcia has been, as he, as he put it, he has been a vital part of AEW. He has literally become a veteran in all of two years in that company and he's in no way wrong. No way at all. And I, and I really do think, like, we don't have to have the name guys winning all the time. This isn't WCW. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that because I've been getting some WCW vibes as of late from AEW. And some are negative and some aren't so negative. Mm. But, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a W. And, and, and in, in WCW... If you were a name, if you were a Lex Luger, a Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, uh, Scott Hulk, if you were one of those, you weren't going to lose on television. Whether you fucking, you know, I don't give a shit. You weren't losing on television. Especially, and then, and I love the guy, especially like a dude like Luger. They, he was just too big of a name to lose on TV unless he got fucked, which was bullshit. But it's, it's Adam Cole can lose it, 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 it we, we got to step away from that that old school wcw narrative and you got to live in the now daniel garcia has proven his worth if he beats adam cole it doesn't make adam cole weak it makes it adam cole went through fucking hell and he's obviously not a hundred he's not the old adam cole anymore so he's got to figure out who the new adam cole is but i i i just don't just don't go in there and beat the shit out of dg okay don't do it. If, if Cole has to win to for whatever fucking dumb reason, then let DG get a bunch in. I mean, yeah. a bunch in. Make it look like there's no way Cole's going to win, just and then have him fucking baby face it out. Yeah, oh, I'm I sure think. he'll be back and forth. Um, and I'm pretty sure Adam Cole used an old ROH line of his when um, Danny Garcia asked him what makes him so special, and Cole said, when they ring the bell, that's what makes me special. When they ring the freaking that, bell, that definitely sounds familiar. I'm sure he said that in, in Ring of Honor. I know he said it in or Ring of Honor. Maybe he said in NXT. And in, I was going to say, and in NXT. It is it is one of his cool little sayings. He's been actually, you know, he's been saying it since Florida. Yeah. Um. So either way, we'll find out next week. Um. Oh, we, we, we glossed over what opened the fucking show and they told as a story throughout the show Um. the Bucks getting beaten up, taken to hospital, Kenny freaking out. Um, I'm calling beat it. Him up? I mean, it had to be the BCC. They were beating people up all fucking night, oh, yeah. like the dirty little heels that they are. Now, um, I've, I I I kind of like it. I like that they went on a rampage. No pun okay. intended, but they went on a rampage all night. I mean, okay, so that's what I got the WCW vibes of. I'm seeing Matt and Nick be stretchered out to open up the fucking show, and I'm like, what? What the fuck's going on? I got the NWO invasion vibes, which uh, 
I, I guess in a way the BCC is doing. And as much as 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 much as I'm all about them being a heel team, and I like them being a heel team. What the fuck is the sweaters? Oh, I'm yeah. gonna what the fuck Blackpool wrestling. Okay, look at here. I am a four-year high school wrestler. I wrestled on at, at three different high schools, and all three high schools had the same. And I'm not fucking playing around. The goddamn same ass fucking sweaters. The same ass sweaters. The only thing would be different is one of them would have a, only one had a logo. Only one had a logo. Yeah, that was the thing. There was there was a circle. Obviously, the two words were arch, but there was nothing in the middle. That's it. It's like there's something missing. No, that's no, that's that's what it is. It is they wanted it's plain ass Jane. That's what that's how it was because I had it my very first year. It was. It would be, it was Laquita High School, it would say Laquita High School, wrestling. That was it. And then I went to Helix when I came back to San Diego, and it would say Highlander Wrestling, and it had the Scotty Dog in the middle. I was like, all right, well, at least this one looks cool. And then I went to fucking uh, Palm Desert High School, and it would say Aztec Wrestling. And I'm like, this is boring. These are boring. But that's what it was. That's what it was. They were plain fucking Jane because the reality was is we were probably just going to run around in them and sweat in them anyways. Who fucking cares? And but it's just they looked so fucking plain. They looked like a dollar. And I'm going to say it like this. They looked like the dollar store fucking varsity club. You looked like the guys. This was the JV wrestling squad beating everybody up, even though it's the varsity guys. And we know they're the varsity guys. They're wearing the JV guys' clothes as the disguise or something. So next week, burn the fucking sweaters. I swear to God. I, that or change the fucking name to Blackpool Wrestling, which it's dumb as shit. The BC dub. But it, it's dumb as shit. I just, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I know I, I just bitched about disbelief and all that shit. I couldn't take them <laughs> seriously with these fucking sweaters on, dude. I literally... I literally said in the TSK chat, I swear to God, that's me and two high school guys running away right now. That was me and two of my high school dudes running away. I was obviously Wheeler Utah because I was not anywhere near as big as the rest of them. Um, but I mean, if it wasn't obvious, then I'm calling Don Callis turning on the elite or the elite turning on him when they realize it, that he's playing yep. them. Yes, yes, sir. It's what that's where I'm at too. Um, it's uh fuck it's Don Callis is gonna be he is they're gonna realize Don is the problem and they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna kick Don out. And that means Don goes away. I'd love him on commentary if that's something we can fucking make happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know there's it's fucking it's already a goddamn crowd at commentary, but I would love him on commentary. Uh, but if he goes away, he goes away. I just it's they gotta do something with him. It's time to do something to do it's time to get rid of him, I should say. Time to change his role, but yeah, it's you know he he he's the reason. Like he's over here selling for no reason. He pulled an Eddie Guerrero. Just oh, he hit the he hit me. No, he didn't. No, he, like he he. If anything, he like waved you off or shoved you off of him, and you're fucking taking a giant bump for no reason and making Kenny think that you got his ass beat. And it's like I like this. This is yeah. It's either Kenny is gonna is either Kenny is going to continue to side with Don or Kenny is going to be like wait. Wait a minute, and it's gonna be the ha, huh. and then the elite face, and then everybody's gonna love them again. And there we go, all will be yeah. right with the world. And 
I wish the ring mics were a little bit louder because I loved Hangman's reaction. He's like, well, why, why would I hit him when those guys are out yeah. here? <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> He's like, I didn't hit him. There's dudes out there. He's all got this fucking two by four with nails hanging out of it, which, by the way, whatever hot, like whatever table he broke at that hospital, I hope he replaces it. Yeah, I love the whole the classic wrestler steals ambulance angle. Uh, it's it's amazing they still let them use ambulances. What? There's an injury at a wrestling show. We ain't taking the ambulance. It was fucking hilarious because he's driving it back and he just like throws the key on the ground. I'm like, you could have gave it to the other guy. Like, you're an <laughs> asshole. He's got to get out of the thing now. And yeah, and also like medics are gonna need that thing. But it, and I'm gonna say it, and because because I'm already there's gonna be backlash of it. Um, it, this felt so much like a stone cold thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. The Classic. second, the second you were like, okay, when's the glass going to break? When's the glass going to break? When's the glass going to break? And it's like, that's kind of why I was like, God damn it. It's like fucking hangman just for this fucking instance alone. He needs a whole new theme. Just be like, bang, bang. Oh shit. Fuck. Here comes hangman. <laughs> Something. I don't know. <laughs> but I can't believe there's still letting wrestlers steal ambulances in this day and age because do you know how long the waiting time is? The ambulance isn't that's here yet. Ah, some wrestler time. stole the fucking ambulance again. I was about to say, that's why, that's why it's fucking taking so long. They're over there yeah. like, well, I feel bad, so I'm gassing it up. No, we're fucking, there's this guy dying. He's dying, Hunter. Get over here now. You're on the phone to the dispatchers again? I'm sorry, Hangman Page took it back to the oh, arena. Yeah. But he's like, we're, we're calling, bleeding out. We're calling Tony Khan right now. You can't get him <laughs> under control. But yeah, the the whole angle's great. Um, Don Callis is a son of a bitch. Yes, he is. Yes, he's, he is. He's gonna get his. Gonna uh, and also, even Kenny didn't want to really do anything about it. He's like, ah, fuck this. Yep. Out of here. Fuck it. Moving on. Um, but I mean, we we skipped right to the end there. But um, yeah, Marx was just choking people out all night. It's poor Stu Grayson, and you know, actually, poor trainer. Because fucking right. Wheeler Yuta comes in and just smashes him into the case or whatever the hell it is. Oh, yeah, fucking poor dude. He's just like, hey, how you doing? Because I, I looked like, at what it the and I was fuck? Like, I was watching. I was like, wait, who did Wheeler just? Oh, it was a trainer. I thought it was another wrestler. Where the fuck did that guy come from? Uh, it was just dumb as hell. Like, Wheeler, dude. Like, just fucking you vicious little son of a bitch. Trainer's dude. just doing his job, man. He don't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, we don't work around here. Yeah, we know. We know. Um, I'm still not fully invested in the whole outcast thing. I, I still hate the name. I still don't really like the gimmick. I mean, I, I like all three of them. I just, I'm not crazy about the gimmick. Who, who is? And who the fuck is? Just fucking Riho storming down to the ring, swinging that pipe at nobody. <laughs> who the fuck does she remind me of with that pipe? <laughs> She comes down. She's got this straight face, and she starts waving this pipe. Like, who the fuck do you remind me of right now? Like, you remind um, me of somebody, and I just I can't put my finger on it. And then uh, I, I don't remember who literally pops into the chat and just yells, "I choppy choppy your pee pee," and fucking left. And I'm like, that's not funny, and I couldn't stop laughing. Wow. I just I uh, I know oh, it's terrible, man. and I'm going to hell for it, but. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. And and this was brought up. And this is something I, I, I make it. I make it dumb funny. Now I got to go back to reality. Um, oh, my eyes. Does, 
does does Willow does Willow count as an original? No, I think she's only been all elite for like a year. Okay, so not barely. I think not even. No, not even a year. a year. Um, so I, I'm, and this is me. Uh, if it's not going to be Jamie and Britt, which I really think it would be Jamie Britt and Riho, I think would be the perfect three for this. Yeah, I don't. I have a bad fucking feeling Jamie and Britt are as far away from it as possible. Now I'm hoping I'm wrong. God, I hope I'm wrong because I think Riho, like I said, I think them three would be excellent. And if not them three, then you got to do like Riho. Uh, Statlander apparently is on her way back, mm-hmm. and um, fuck, I don't know, Jade. I just see that that's where I, I start losing. I start losing people. Or Ny- well, Nyla's a heel. Just can't yeah. Nyla. It's just it's. There's nobody where's, left um, to return. Where's Sheeta? Oh, there you go. You got you can do Hikaru Sheeta. You can totally do Hikaru Sheeta. But then again, that's like you put them three together, and it eh, you might as well have the Outcast win. I really feel like it has to be a Riho, Jamie, and Britt Baker, and then. If that causes inner turmoil between Britt and Jamie where they start their match, then cool. Okay, cool. But I, I think, you know, but I'm with you. I, I don't like this angle. I don't like any of this. This is a bad NWO copy, and I do mean bad. It's, I, um, I get it. They're hot, but what, who, that's it. Like, who cares? They're hot and they're bitches. That, that's, they're mean girls is what they are. They're mean girls. Okay, so are we watching not, wrestling or Total Divas? Just not wearing very much pink. You tell me, bud. We are we working watching wrestling or Total Divas? Come uh, on now. Yeah. And then, of course, it? I mean, what can you say about the main events? What can't you say about the main event? What can't you say? What What I do know is um, I went on TikTok and good job. I, I, you know what? Some of these motherfuckers, they found Google after this match, and I'm proud of them for it. Good for you. Uh, there is, uh, and I didn't get, I didn't catch your name, but as soon as I remember it, I'll have to plug her on the next one. Um, she is literally telling people right now, go watch AAA. Go watch AAA. Like, she was losing her mind at Vikingo, which, by the way, you should be. Yeah. Cause he's awesome. He is fucking excellent. Fucking whether you really like Lucha or you don't like Lucha, he has mastered it and he makes it look so fucking effortless. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And some of the moves are fucking ridiculous. You're telling me, bud. Um, telling me. I love that this whole match was built purely on the fact that not many hardcore fans, well, only uh, not many non hardcore fans knew who Vikingo was. Mm-hmm. And AEW weren't plugging it. They weren't pushing like old videos of him or anything. They were letting you find out for yourselves. And then yep. there was also this hype surrounding it of people who did know him going, you're going to fucking find out who he is. Mm-hmm. And that just made you want to watch it more. It did. It, anticipation grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. I'm sure people DVR'd the shit out of this match. It's uh, This was a must-see, a must-watch. This was... Um, 
this was a generational. I'm gonna gonna say it like this: this is a generational match. We have all these matches from WCW and early WWF that we talk about. You have to go back and see. You know, the first time you know uh, was it Mysterio debuted in WCW. You have to watch his debut, or the first time Goldberg showed up, or the first time this dude, or the first time this dude. This is one of those matches when our kids are 20, 25 years old, and they're doing fucking max wrestling in fucking 20 years or whatever, and they're talking about. Fuck, I can't believe they gave away Vikingo versus Kenny Omega on fucking free television. Yeah, bro, well, guess what? We were 33 and couldn't believe it either. All right? <laughs> fucking hell. Um, he, he took some bumps, though. I mean, I think a lot of the oh. match was all Kenny. I mean, we, Dude, saw, Kenny, we saw some cool moves from Vikingo, was, but Kenny was running that match. There was some moves where Kenny got, like, that close to fucking smacking his head the wrong way on a mat, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Just oh my god, it's we talked about um fucking uh, the Rock and Hogan and how like that match was so iconic you had to go out of your way to watch it. This is that's this is this is it right here, baby. We're right back at it with another one. This is one of those. If you got twenty minutes today, watch it. Don't 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 start at the entrances by the or if you do start at least start at Kenny's entrance, okay? Because. <laughs> I fucking love Justin Roberts. I goddamn <laughs> love Justin Roberts. He is the man. He's like half insulting Vikingo as he's like yeah. introducing Kenny. He's like, he was AAA champion for like 900 something days, which is 100 plus more than Vikingo. <laughs> like, ah, you motherfucker. <laughs> but I love it. It, it. It's just great. And he still holds a perfect record in North Carolina. Glorious stuff. It's fucking glorious. But yes, this is. If you got if you got a thirty minute lunch break, get your lunch ready and pop this fucking match on. I assure you, yeah. best lunch break you ever had. And if you haven't seen it, I'm not even going to tell you who wins because it was a great match <sighs> with so many near falls after so many crazy moves. And Excalibur came up with a perfect, the the most perfect call I've ever heard for a close two count, which was two point nine nine ad infinitum. Beautiful. That that shows you the big that, brain. That's as right close there. as you can possibly get that's to free. Um, and the fucking the six thirty from the middle rope to the outside through a table was insane. From the, the king almost broke his neck. From the middle rope. Listen to me when I say this, people. From the middle rope. Not like Sammy when he does it from the top or or ricochet where they get a leaping start from the top, from the middle rope to the floor. Just wow. Absolutely wow. Uh, it, yeah. I Go watch it. Go watch you some AAA. If you like Vikingo, if you think Vikingo is really cool, you're going to like some of the other cats in AAA. Trust me. Trust me. Lucha is where the money's at. Yeah, but now for the funny part of the show, um, it's time to find out who is this week's Geek of the Week. Ah, fuck. All right. Um so I I I gotta compose myself. So I I was I'm not gonna lie. Like to be transparent on the show because it makes it a little bit more funnier. I was a little 
little not sure about who to give Geek of the Week to this week. I really didn't have any candidates. I was like, it's kind of like a nice week. It's one of these ones where, oh, my God, nobody put their foot in their mouth. And then somebody brought up Vince Russo. And I'm like, well, he does it all the time. He always, fuck yeah, he does it all the time. Because I've got like a whole week plus worth of shit where he is literally just fucking up his own life by using his words. Um, I'm going to finish with, with the big one. But he, the first one that killed me is he's talking about Logan Paul and um, how he thinks Logan Paul really knocked the fuck out, really knocked out Seth Rollins. Now, I I, I decided I'm going to watch this whole clip and I'm going to watch it. And first off, we do know that Logan Paul is a boxer, right? And he has a boxing background, an MMA background, in all honesty. He has an MMA background first and foremost and then decided to go boxing because he, he can even said himself, he's like, I, I couldn't hang out on the ground. But um, so the guy knows how to punch, first and foremost. But let's let's give some credit here for a second. Um, Seth knows how to fucking sell. Seth knows how to sell. So if I can quote uh, Captain Dumb shit here, it says, I, I do want to say this, bro. I swear to God, bro. You, you saw Logan Paul punch Seth Rollins, bro. Either it was a shoot punch or he knocked him out cold. Lo, either Logan Paul is the best worker on the show, bro, or he's the worst or or Seth is or or Seth is a, an excellent sell. That punch looked like it knocked him out clean. OK, first off, I don't know. I, I still don't get why you guys say bro like seven times every fucking sentence. <laughs> like I don't it, it can't be a Jersey thing, a New York thing or whatever, because you're the only fucking guy. But again, you literally just answered your own question. It's Seth. It's like, it is Seth working with Kat. Seth is a fucking like 19, I think I want to say 19 years that Seth has been doing this. Like we do, do we not think about this first? Like I get it, dude. I still see Seth as the guy in the shield sometimes. I do, you know, and, and maybe that's just the nostalgia in me. But the reality is, is that was fucking forever ago. That was a long time ago. The guy's been in the business for a fucking hot ass minute, but it's, it's this shit. Um, and then he had another one talking about Rhea Ripley and how, because she fumbled and stumbled through a promo that that's going to kill her character. And I'm like, motherfucker, you couldn't cut a promo on a live mic with a goddamn championship on your shoulder in the fucking nineties when people would do whatever at a wrestling show. So what the fuck, why are you giving her shit for stumbling, bumbling through somebody's written piece of crap? Like, fuck off you can barely do shit but the one that takes the fucking cake and and i and i still don't fully understand what the fuck he's talking about I really don't and it's his his comments about trish and lita and the whole gimmick about the six the six women tag that's going to go down to mania and he says last week uh pretty much talking about the baby faces winning uh, won the titles and this week they, they cleared the heels out. So the baby faces went over for two weeks in a row and there's three weeks left in the build. He says, the problem with that is, is I'm looking at six women in the ring. You got Lita and you got Trish that are way beyond their prime. Their mothers, they're way beyond their prime. He then goes on to pretty much state it that, oh, because there's a 15, 20 year difference at the damage control. Really, they, in all reality, they can't touch uh, Trish and Lita. Okay, so then what the fuck was the point about the mothers? Like, what does that have to do with being past their prime? Like, um, 
this is that thing that kills me. It, you know, somebody, you know, you, you help build a, a magazine in the nineties. You, you, you had, uh, really good creative ideas. Thanks to Jerry Springer and people just letting you fucking do whatever the fuck you wanted. And now you think, you know, the business you actually, let me stop myself. You think, you know, the business more than motherfuckers on the internet, like me and him, like me and Daz, like motherfuckers, like the TSK, like, bro, we know as much, if not more than fucking you do. And that sounds dumb as shit. You're fucking belittling two of the greatest fucking women's wrestlers that started a revolution before a revolution was even a fucking thing. And you're bashing them because they decided to be moms. And they're, they're portraying them on television as strong women that just so happened to be moms. But his point was, oh, well, well, damage control is out of their league. Okay, well, then say that. Why must you fucking literally put your foot in your mouth, realize you put it, take it out, and then say what you should have said? Which is as simple as, dude, for fucking people that are 15, 20 years older than them, I mean, younger than them, these these young cats can't touch them. And that's that. Then, then you're not aging, Trish and Lita. You're not making fun of the fact that they're, they're mothers and they're past their prime. Which, by the what the fuck is the prime? What is their fuck? Like, I don't understand. For what, how old is Trish? Is she in her 50s yet? I don't think so. Late 40s. Hot as shit. Hot as shit. Look at Lita. And, and again, I think you pointed this out beautifully. Lita ain't even a mom. No. She's not even, a, she's the cool aunt, homie. She's the cool aunt that gets drunk at 16, 17. I don't recommend that, but maybe I do. 47 anyway, churches. Kid, fuck out. Come on. Come on. Come on. When you're a fucking idiot, your name is Ventry. So how you doing? Uh, you, know, you know who else is a mother on, on the roster? Lacey Evans, and she's Lacey. just getting started when, when she's not staying, saying stupid shit. Oh, but, God. You know? And... I don't know how to tell you this, Vince, but half the fucking male locker room also have kids. They're dads. Are they past their prime because they're dads? AJ's got like nine kids. No, it's a kid. That's a joke. I'm <laughs> fucking around. He's got like five. But still, he's got kids. Kofi's got kids. Um, who else got fucking Roman. kids? Roman. Roman's got, he's got two. Yeah. Roman's got two. The and he's Miz just has getting two. into his prime. Like, what are you talking about? Fucking Hunter had three. He had yeah. three while he was still in the fucking world title picture. So did Ric Flair. Like, God, dude, you're fucking. This is thing. why you're the geek of the week. And now for the best of the week before we get onto shit, Mark say, oh boy. Dry best for the week this week. There's, I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but there's no other option. It's easily Vikingo, El Hero del Vikingo. He's a man. Just he, man. He's he's literally making wrestling TikTok fine AAA. I'm I'm not going to pretend to be an expert, but I knew who he was, and I was just blown away by his insane athleticism. Insane, 
insane stuff. Again, now, mind you, this is a match that was two years in the making. They were supposed to go at it for a while. It was supposed to be a thing where uh, Kenny was probably going to lose to him and the AAA title the whole nine, and it didn't happen. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. But he's here. Uh, rumor has it he's not going nowhere. I fucking hope not. I God, do I hope not, because he was given permission by AAA to, to wrestle in the States. There was that blocking for a while. AAA did get fucking hit Geek of the Week for blocking his matches and this and that. They finally got smart. They finally got smart. This was excellent. Now, guess what? Google is probably blowing up on AAA now. Or AAA is blowing up on Google. You're welcome, AAA. Now, guess what? I'm, I'm hearing the next one we might get is Vikingo against Takeshita. Yeah. And if that's the next one, uh, I'm going to have to get a change of underwear. But yeah, I'm down for the money. All right. And with that said, let's get to the final segment of the week because there ain't no promo. It is Shit Marks Day. You fucks. OMG. Eggplant emoji. WTF. Santa Claus emoji. Thought he was dead. LOL. Peach emoji. Shit. Marks. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Fuckers. Um, we know Vince Russo has been saying stupid shit this week. Um, but I, I, it sounds like TikTok's been pretty good. TikTok is where they are. I was going to say we. I'm trying to not group myself into them. First off, we got to 1,200. I appreciate y'all, by the way. Let's get it going now. Now 15 is the next goal. Um, but long story short, it's it's very much we're all raving to see what goes down at WrestleMania. Is it is it the, the, the tribal chief going to retain and remain the tribal chief? Or is it finally time for the roads of, the, of Cody to, you know, for us to drive down them roads? Trying to make mm. cool puns, didn't do it. <laughs> um, um, oh, geez. Well, on Twitter, uh, I, I haven't added in the screenshots of these ones, so these are a surprise to you too. I'm um, loving it already. First up, we have Paul Mountain Dew. Nice. Uh, who says? Now, I'll, I'll give him credit. His his last sentence is okay, but. I don't like that Excalibur <laughs> has names on the ready for some of these moves. I'd almost like a what the hell was that better in this case. Vikingo is definitely spectacular. So yeah. you, you don't like the fact that a guy is good at his job and knows what to call the moves. He's, I don't, he's I don't see good. the issue. Why are people so fucking mad over something as dumb as fucking uh, a man talking about the moves. It, it, how how it, dare a commentator know what move that is? He's the color <laughs> commentator. How dare you? You're not supposed to know the name of that move. Why not? That's my job. Right? I can't God, believe dude. that referee knows how to count to three. That's what he's there for. I count to three. Oh, man. Why is that heel cheating? Because he's a heel. Because he's a... (sighs) When the brain don't work, boy. You know what? Lay off them drugs, boy. I tell you what. I get it. Fucking it's legal now. I understand. But there's a difference between, you know, uh, uh, um, medication and fucking abuse, baby. And you in the land of abuse. Let's, uh, Let's get more early 2000s Michael Cole calls of, oh, my. Oh, my. 
Oh, fucking hell. Oh, get in the bin, Paul. Fuck off. Next up, we have the Derp Show. Uh, the Derp show. show says AEW equals WWE storylines and provides five examples. <clears throat> Number one, MJF talks WWE 24-7. No, he doesn't. He doesn't? He will take no. a cheap shot every now and again for heat. I haven't. He hasn't. It's been weeks. Weeks, bro. And he doesn't even take jabs at WWE. He takes jabs at people that have been in wwe yeah exactly there's a total difference and again it's not very often if anything he's more likely to talk about how shit <sighs> your hometown team is yes yes which, which again is also way, a classic heel move i was gonna say it's classic baby classic. um this next one's funny number two jas sports entertainers with wwf intro yes that's the gimmick that <laughs> That's literally their gimmick. That's the... <laughs> they are poking fun at WWE. That's their gimmick. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm broken. I'm broke, dude. What? And again, um, they're heels. That's why they do it. That's their storyline. But that's a storyline they stole from the E. Um, this one's a bit of a reach. Number three, House of Black. Started when Seth and Buddy injured Malachi Black's eye. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure no. that had nothing no. to do with how this group formed. And if it, no. if it was actually a couple of years even before he turned up in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's got a, he, Yeah, he's got a weird eye, but that's just like part of the gimmick. He's had it since day one. Wow, fucking reach. So the, let me guess. That's they're they're, they're trying to they're say that that's the fucking uh, Judgment Day, right? And if if House of Black formed because Seth and Buddy injured Malachi Black's eye, why is Buddy now part of House of Black? Bingo. And Bingo. what's Cody King's story? <laughs> Cody King's never had anything to do with WWE. Oy, oy, oy. Reaching, baby, reaching. That arm hurts. Um, I'm gonna flip these two around. So number four, outcasts using Vince to get over and use NWO DX fonts. Now you're not 100 percent wrong in that one because they are no. ripping off NWO and DX. Like but a motherfucker. I don't think they've even mentioned Vince or WWE. Their gimmick is no. they don't like AEW originals because they feel like outcasts. That's it. That is the. They are the. They are not from. A, they did not start AEW. So yes, they're going to play up the narrative that they worked for WWE, but only the fucking dumbass. Or let me stop myself. Smart ass fans. Only the smarks are going to put that together. The casual fan are be like, "Didn't I see you on TV somewhere else?" But they're not going to be like, "Oh, well, you were on WWE." And no. But what what they will be able to do is say like, "Oh, well, you were on the other one." Okay, I understand the outcast name. And yes, they're going to play up the NWO because it's nostalgia. That's something fucking TK loves to do. But in, how is that a WWE storyline? Because the NWO was WCW. And if you give me this, well, they, they bought them. That doesn't mean they made that story. Mm. And the best one, uh, I think you're going to love this one. Um, <sighs> how long has the Elite been a thing? 
Oh my God. Uh, and, uh, like 2009. Okay, so we're talking like four years. Um, the final one is yeah. the elite copying the bloodline. Get the fuck! You're f- what? Hold, I'm sorry. I s- what? I see absolutely no connection. In what oh, way no. is the elite copying the bloodline? Has Kenny Omega been a world champion for two years and I've missed it or something? Let's see. Are actually me... are the, are the Bucks related to Kenny Omega? Do, do they have? Uh, is is Don Callis supposed to be Paul Heyman because he never cuts promos? Not a one. He just stands there looking like a goof. Paul does that too, but still, <laughs> Paul talks. Yeah, Paul talks. Paul does fuck? business. Okay, here's okay. So let me. So as you already pointed out, they are they are blood related. That's number one. Let me let me start with that. They're blood related. The only Matt and Nick are related because they're brothers, obviously, and they know of Kenny, obviously. Um, there was Bullet Club. I want to say that was 2012, maybe 2013. Mm. Um. So, yeah, the elite started right then. Like, as soon as they got together, they were, I don't want to say they were proclaiming themselves as the elite. I want to say that started in like, oh, like 2017. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that was a thing. The elite was a thing before the fucking shield was a thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, what in the fuck are we talking about? So, they were a thing before Roman, um, Wait, no, he was champion a couple of times. But they were they were a thing before he went off and, you know, had his treatment and whatever and came back. Which is yeah. when he came back as this fucking uber heel that we see now. Yeah, the, the, exactly. The elite was around before Roman's, uh, uh, you know, uh, cancer, beating, beating cancer, beating leukemia. Yeah. You know, they, they were a thing before the bloodline was even an idea. We were all, for for years. It was the rock's going to beat Roman. The rock's going to beat Roman. The rock's going to beat Roman. That was the narrative before the bloodline was even a fucking idea, which has only lasted all of, what, a year and a half, two years? His entire title reign? That's it. The elite was a thing in Japan and here. For a minute, minute. So what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, how do are these people allowed on Twitter? How? And, I mean, if we, if we want to get really technical... Um... Roman and the Usos haven't been pinned in, like, forever. I'm pretty sure the Bucks and Kenny have lost a few matches. Well, yeah, they just lost the fucking trios titles. Right. (laughs) But then again, you know. Oh, my God, dude. I I don't get the the thought process of some people. Dude, maybe, maybe I was like this when I was dumb and before I got into other wrestling, but, like, with the sucking on that fucking e knob, like, does it hurt your jaw? Because I don't get it, bro. I don't. I don't get it. I remember only watching the e, and I don't ever remember being this fucking up its ass. Never. So I, I don't get this. I, I don't get it. Awful. Terrible. Um, just, it's just terrible. And, and and also speaking of the outcast ripping off NWO, um, didn't Bischoff say that he kind of got the idea of the group from Japan? 
Or like, I mean, Japan's always been like a big faction thing. How long has the Bullet Club been a thing in Japan? I think Finn started it. Okay. So if Finn started it before and then Finn was in NXT in what, 2014? 14, yeah. 15? So, so, so it is, so Bullet Club has been around at least 10 years. I can almost guarantee that. Yeah. I can almost guarantee they've been around at least 10 years. So what the fuck? Actually, I'm going to find out exactly how long Bullet Club's been a thing. I'm I'm pretty just, sure it was like 07, 08. Uh, I'd probably say yeah, it may have been longer. Why'd you be fucking closer to fucking 12 years than 10 years? Uh, officially 2013. Oh, fish. Okay, officially. so 10 years. Cray cray. Exactly. Bananas. Y'all are marks, and that's the shit they say. Um, so like we said, there is no 60-second promo this week, but you have plenty of promo action coming on two nights next week for Promo Mania 8. Do not miss it. And remember, night one is Tuesday. Um, so you, you're getting two shows for the price. Well, I say the price of one. It's fucking free. It's free. Tuesday, March 28th. Thursday, March 30th. Don't miss both nights of Promo Mania. Thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. That's right. Make it short, simple, and sweet. The TSK is coming back at you. Retro is um, not on full hiatus. However, retro might go away in favor of something else. It is Ooh. not official right now. Um, the idea was to go back in time and re- obviously review some stuff. Um, I'm not saying it's difficult to do two shows, but it's not easy to do two shows. So the idea has come up and it's been talked about on here and it's been talked about a butt ton on fucking uh, with the TSK. But the idea is maybe just maybe we might give up retro to do a little impact. And uh, the idea of maybe going back and watching TNA from the beginning, making it a little easier, doing a one show thing. It might be a thing. It might not be a thing. We'll see. But what is a thing is we got the TSK booking Forbidden Door 2. That's going to be dropping here soon, as well as our return for the Ring of Honor reviews or the uh, what we're calling Kicking with Honor. The problem with the reason what we ran into or I should say the issue we ran into is last week's episode, for some reason, did not go on demand. And we lost track of time. And then before it, by the time we were able to get access to it, it was like Saturday night, which was really, really weird. I wasn't able to get access to it through Rob's feed or whatever. We tried to use a backup site and the backup site crashed literally right in the middle of the show. So that was a no go. Um, We're hoping to come back this week. So we'll see how that goes. That should probably drop over the weekend. But again, all of our focus is on the big two night event coming up next week. Promo mania. Because I know Rob's got a promo. I got stuff going down. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be cool, but things are coming. Things are coming. Big things are coming. That's right. Um, hell, hell yeah. More coverage for Impact. Obviously, we did do it for a while, but then they switched to Thursdays and it fucked everything up. So, um, well, I mean, NXT, you the bastards for moving to Tuesdays. That's your fault. Yep. Um, yeah. So, that is A to B of Retro Rewind. That's right.
That's right. And then that's obviously let's get into the socials. Before we get on out of here, you can find us on the evil Twitter machine, Max Wrestling UK at uh UK. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious. Over here. Losing my mind. The bang is getting to me. And at the fucking Captain Park Park was doing that. UK man. UK man. <laughs> Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. And of course, check out the beautifully designed website, maxwrestling.weebly.com. And do not forget to hit that subscribe button, follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. Again, 500 is the goal on YouTube. 1500 is a new one on TikTok. Let's get there. Let's uh, do some fun stuff. And uh, trust me, you're going to love everything we got coming at Promo Mania. Absolutely, including the movie parodies. One of which has dropped right now. You can go check it out if you missed. Well, I mean, if you saw it in the middle of the show, you can catch it on YouTube again anyway. The, uh, the Bad watch. Boys parody, very, very, very entertaining from Cypher, Phoenix, and Teddy P. Um, mm-hmm. And with that said, join us Tuesday for Tuesday. Promo Mania 8 Night 1. Featuring, of course, as Moses said earlier, the Iron Bank. Actually, as I said for Night 1, uh, Iron Bank 2023. DC versus me for the TV title. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Mike Larkin versus Robert Davis in a promo exhibition. Ooh-wee. It's just fucking jacked. Teddy P versus Phoenix. Don't it's miss night it. Night one. Here we go. That's just night one. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Let's go, night two. Here we go. And happy first birthday to my daughter tomorrow. <laughs>